Yes, you're tuning into the Simply Real Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Get up, get up, get up. Let's get the vibes going. You're listening to yours truly, Jennifer Maharaj. I wanna jam it with you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Make your way over to my YouTube page at Simply Real and give it a subscribe. And we're jamming today. We got the tunes. We got a special guest interview coming up. We got it all here on the Simply Real podcast. Your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, dope jams and vibes. And of course, guest speakers, talk and so much more. Keep it locked in. We got a dope interview coming up with Seth London, a New York City photographer and videographer. He is definitely paving his way with some classy yet sassy and really, really dope vibes photography. Keep it locked in. We're going to hear Seth's journey as a photographer, his challenges, and of course, his amazing accomplishments. You're listening to the Simply Real podcast. We'll be jamming all day. Keep it locked in. We're going to be playing some Bob Marley tunes today. We're going to integrate with a little soca, a little reggae. Keep it locked in on the Simply Real podcast. We got some dope vibes coming up for you. And of course, we got some uh, interviews coming up with Seth London, a New York City photographer. Really is a phenomenal interview with Seth talking to us about his journey as a photographer and all the great things that he's up to. Keep it locked in. You're listening to the Simply Real podcast with yours truly, Jennifer Maharaj. joining us today. We have a very special guest with us today, Seth London, a New York City photographer and videographer. He is hitting the ground running with his classy yet sassy and bold photos. Hey, Seth, how are you this morning? Like they would say in Brazil, bom dia. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. Good morning. But it's morning where I'm at. I'm saying good morning. Bum It's a pleasure to have you here. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. You're doing some phenomenal things. I was checking out your IG. Oh my God, you are definitely classy, sassy, and bold. Yes, like I feel like you have to be in this type of day and hour to be out there. You gotta make a brand and run with it. So that's kind of what my work kind of been exhibits. So I'm glad that you see that because I guess as artists, we never know what people see. So I I appreciate that you, you see that in my work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just looking at the phenomenal work that you're doing. So tell us a little bit about photography. How did you get into it? How did you break into the industry? Was this always a love for you? 
Um, it's a long story, and there's like multiple stories. It's like if I was talking to the Queen of England, there's one story. If I was talking to Oprah, it'd be one story. Some some girlfriends, it'd be another story. But um, I'll give you the, the the whole story. I actually started when I was a teenager. Um, I don't know about you, um, but my yearbook was like mad money. It was like one thirty. I was like, for yeah. what? Agreed. I don't know these people. I don't know these people. So Agreed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Walmart because I live in Long Island. So I went to Walmart and picked up a little Kodak, you know, disposable camera. And I took, took pictures of my friends. I'm like, am I spending in 130? And I was like, 16. Who has, who has that? I mean, like, 130 now would probably be like 250, you know, right. 10 years later, right? So I'm like, no. So I took pictures of my friends and I really, really enjoyed it. I really, I really liked it and I took it up. And I took it, I took film developing and I took it, you know, more serious. But my mom, you know, she was like, yeah, that's cute, but no, like this, this is this is this is not how you pay your bills, you know, you know. So I kind of lost interest for a while, mm -hmm. and then I was I was in um grad school and I was studying forensics and I was studying a crime scene and you know they, they documented the um crime scene with with um pictures right. and and I to this day I will never forget this picture because she is what shaped me now. This woman was brutally murdered, like brutally murdered. But the way the photographer shot the body and the crime scene, it was like damn near art. And I was like, wow. And like her eyes, unfortunately, was still open. And she was looking at me. And I was like, like, and I felt like she had a story to tell me. And I was like, all right, I'm here. And and then it re it reawoken the idea of you know, making art. Cause I always felt like I was an artist. I tried painting, that didn't work. <laughs> I tried the flute and piano, that didn't work. So I'm like, well, photography is still an art outlet. So um, so after finishing grad school, I'm like, you know what? Let me try this. Let me see where this goes. And and now 10 years from grad school, I'm, yeah. Wow, that, a, that's a powerful story. <laughs> Yeah, and it's been a it's been an interesting role. It's been um I think every freelancer could relate. It's been ups, it's been downs, it's been good days, it's been sad days, it's been running to the bank, not running to the bank, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Right, because it's your story, it's your journey, and it's what mm -hmm. you're the path that you're on. What I love about what you said is that you're telling a story. What kind of stories are you telling now through your photography? How does that impact you and the world? Because I love that notion of telling a story through photography, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because um, photography to me, it's a, it's a document of a second of time. That's what a picture is. It's a proof that this second occurred. It's like, right. a, um, it's like a score. And, you know, people kind of bit like, really don't like the kind of scores. Like, oh, I have a score on my face, or I have a score on my knee. And the, the glory about scores is that it's proof that the past actually happened. And a picture is proof the past actually occurred. Right. And so for me, my story is that same story that the woman was telling me in her last minutes of life. My, I, I want my pictures to invoke an emotion. When you look at my pictures, I kind of want you to feel like you know this model or this talent or this brand. I want you to actually see what I see, what I saw, taste what I've tasted, hear what I heard. And so, so that's kind of been the DNA of the work. So it's supposed to be bold. It's supposed to be in your face because I want my picture to stand alone. Like again, the woman who was just a random woman who unfortunately passed, and now years later i'm still talking about her so i want my pictures to do the same thing like years later like oh my god you remember that picture so that's kind of bit what i that's why my pictures all kind of bit the way they are i mean sometimes i do tone it down because it can't <laughs> always be wow 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 but you know i'm an artist and i'm passionate about my art
I can tell. And just by speaking to you, I can, I can hear that passion. You know, one of the things you were talking about is creating that experience for people, which you are, you're creating a dynamic experience for people who are tapping in with you, seeing what you're, what you're doing. What are some of the challenges that you faced along your journey in creating this experience or becoming a photographer in, in your own skin? What, what kind of challenges did you uh, feel that you've gone through? It's been several. Um, one, I mean, I guess the two challenges I started when I first started my career was the fact that I predominantly shoot men. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but in the business I'm in, unfortunately, I predominantly shoot black and brown people. And fashion, I mean, we fashion has changed. You know, more black and brown creators are at the table. We, we see more of these editors being black and brown. We see more of these models are black and brown. But 10 years ago, that wasn't a conversation. So I really, and I remember this conversation um, when I interviewed to be the in-house photographer for major models. And I was so excited. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I brought my book to, her name is Danny. I can say her name because she's not there no more. And she has retired from um, fashion. Um, I brought my book to Danny and to interview to be the photographer. There's not older, but um, um, maybe like a late 30s Italian woman, long blonde hair. And she looked at my book and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at all the models and she's looking like, and every time she turned the page, it's like she wanted to like throw up. She had a face of utter disgust. And then I'm like, and then she closed the book and she opened it again. And I'm like, it's like took a minute to get used to what she was seeing. And she, I guess we revisited the book and she closed the book and she looked down and looked up and said, so you shoot ethnic models. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I, I never heard black people called, I never heard it before. I'm like, you mean like black people? She was like, yeah. I was like, well, that's the book. And to me, what was so bizarre because my friend, he was a model and she really liked the picture. I shot a film and he's black. So Thanks. I was confused on why you thought anything else, but however, and she closed the book and she said to me, I like you. And she said, I'm going to tell you a secret. And she was like, no, nobody will ever take you serious with this book. She was like, there's too many black people in this book. I was like, wow. and she was like, you know, because I like you, I'm going to send you some white boys to really have you be taken more seriously. I'm like, I'm like, thank, thank you, I think. Um, so for a while, I got really whitewashed. So I was shooting like a lot of the white boys, the, the white girls from Europe, um, a lot of the boys from LA. And then, but then, but then I just remember like, I'm not a white. And I'm black, and I find beauty in my own people. Right. So I was like, no, you know what? This was fun. I mean, I I did it for years. Like I'm not saying like it was like a month. I did it for like maybe like five, six years, you know. And then I was like, black boys and black girls, they love too. And who's gonna shoot them but me? And you know, and even to today, me and this girl was talking about. Pardon me. Me and this girl was talking about this day on IG about you know the fact that I shoot guys and you know. Men, to me, I'm always confused why men have an issue with that. It's like, where's the girls? Where's the boobs? I'm like, what does boobs and a girl got to do with you? Like, right. are, you, are we doing drag? Like, I, I never understand the issue of, I guess, people's point of view. And I'm like, it's art. Like, if you are so narrow-minded that you can't see art in this, then me, you would never be able to work. So I think two challenges definitely been the fact of, the race of my clients and the sex of my clients. But, you know, but I feel like any artist is gonna have an issue. So either you're gonna like it or not like it, so. Yeah, I'm like, no, exactly. And in, in the landscape of what you just said and that story that you just told, you know, one of the things is that how do you stay so grounded in this industry? Because like you just said, there are so many trends, upcoming new trends. People want you to change who you are, to get into like a certain niche. How do you stay grounded? How do you keep yourself real? And how do you keep yourself you in this industry? Well, you know, I have to give props to my mama. Cause my mama was an OG. 
And gotta give props to the mobs out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my mom's an OG. And there's one thing, and then as a lot of this, I feel a lot of the old school values are being diluted and depleted. And my mom was, you know, and my mom was, was really real. She was a really honest person. If she didn't like you, she said to your face. And to me, anybody in fashion would tell you, you know, Seth has a mouth. And my thing is that my respect means to me more than any check. My respect means to me so much. So the thing is that it, it's kind of like that old, I don't know if it's a biblical saying or old wife's tale, but like if you don't stand for, if you don't stand for something, you fall for ending, kind of like that. So I, right. I, I stand for what I am. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But right. in this industry, there is a certain narrative, which I mean, I get it. I'm not knocking the narrative that's been the narrative for hundreds of years, but I feel like as an artist, you can either play the game or make your own rules. And for me, I've always been the rebel. I've always been the outspoken one. You know, I'll play your game, but I'll remix it. So with me, what I like to do is take the both both worlds and make it one. Like so, I, you know. So so I'm saying you do got to play along to get ahead, but I never lose focus of the ultimate end goal of the brand. And the end goal of the brand is just to produce art that people can, you know, use for marketing or for modeling and to really help people because I, I think it's very easy to get down a rabbit hole like, oh, but you know, if I'm not making five Gs an hour, I'm good. I'm not, and hey, God bless you if you get five Gs an hour. But to me, I'm an artist. So to me, it's more about the artistry and being true to the brand versus, you know, I'm living in a penthouse. I mean, I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like a penthouse, but you know, I, I want to I want to create art. I want I'm because also with me, I've noticed that people in fashion are very cold and distant. And anybody who works with me knows that I'm very, you know, we, we are actually friends. We are like, you know, I call my clients, but not all of them, but like, you know, we have a personal relationship. Like I consider them to be close friends. I mean, they're not my best friends, but like we have more of a out offset work relationship. And, you know, but I think it's very easy. It's very easy to lose track. Especially, you know, if when sales go down, when business go down, when phone calls stop, it's very easy right. to to lose track. But I always I always say that's how a mother will fight for her kid. You have to fight for your art. So true. Gotta fight for what you believe in. Love it, mm -hmm. love it. What would you say are some of the core values that align with your brand and sort of what you're putting out there? question <laughs> <laughs> i always have um, a good stuffy question <laughs> that's a that's a good i don't think i've ever been asked that question as many interviews i've ever done um but the core value is again there was a narrative of the white model and there was this narrative of white beauty i guess i'll say so one of the core value is i i mean yes i know have the boys that have naked on my picture. I, I got that. But when they're when they are enclosed, I want to give them pictures that they can contend with their counterparts. So one of my core values is giving people work because I get it. Photographers, trust me, they, like I just I call my boyfriend and I tell him like, oh, I just bought me a new camera. And he was like, that must be not my gear, my it was a reckless, <laughs> a reckless spending. And I I kind of I'm regretting it a little bit. But um <laughs> But photographers charge a lot of money. Equipment right. costs a lot of money. So what I, what I one of my core value is pay it forward. That's one of my really big big things because I really wouldn't be here if I didn't know. Like I met the late the late Andre, who really I really wouldn't be here if it wasn't him. Like he took me to Fashion Week. He he schooled me. A lot of my values I have now was from him, and I just want to pay it forward because I know how hard it is for black content creators. I know, I mean, it's a little bit easier now than 10 years when I started, but it's still a, it's still a fight. And sometimes a good picture is all you need. 
And I try, and that's what's one of my core, just helping the next man get, even get better than me. I don't care because I feel like it doesn't matter if one of us get there, we have to get there. It doesn't matter if one of us, 10 of us, but we have to help each other get to a table. And I feel like that sometimes is the problem with the, not the struggle, but the race. People don't want to help because they're so afraid of the next person maybe doing it better and getting ahead of my, it doesn't matter who gets ahead as long as we get to a playing field. Because honestly, we really only know we're near the grand scheme of the place, the playing field. So that's one thing, one core thing, or one core value I think I try to instill in a lot of my clients and um, subjects. Let's go, let's go. We're getting it rocking here on the Simply Real Podcast. Get up, get up, wherever you are. Get off your seat. Get that waist widened. We don't talk no feelings. It ain't about the feelings. We're jamming here on the Simplyville podcast. Sit 
the youth and how how do you think we can start getting them with these some of these skills like there's so many youth that I know want to be photographers want to be entrepreneurs want to break into the fashion industry what are some of the things that you maybe are doing to help guide the youth and bring them into this industry or what are some tips that you can provide for them child the youth is hard <laughs> this is a new kind of youth um I love the I love this I feel like my, I feel like my grandmother like I'm like I love these new kids you know they have the youth have this type of i don't know if it's a freedom but things that things that they are doing now i could never think about being 15 years old 20 years old so they are really trailblazing a whole new era you know they have like very it's my word i'm gonna take it like you go ahead <laughs> you go ahead you take it so they all yeah they're very empowered right they, it's so they are very, when we were growing up i feel i mean i'm an 80s baby I don't know me too you. <laughs> all right <laughs> um, but yeah but they are very driven and they're very passionate and it's like if i had that drive i think growing up we was very honed you know school home right maybe outside it was like a routine right yeah got you yeah and these kids are they are just free thinkers they are free speakers and i love that so um i don't really personally work with um young people um i would love to um but i don't work with them i mean i mean i guess everybody's younger than me but like i do try to help models who are young people and just like try to screw them with the game even like one of my friends, he had bought a camera. So I was telling him about, you know, because I think his camera cost him three Gs. I'm like, you don't need a three G camera. You right. just don't. Like, I mean, if you got the money, go for it, you know. But like, I find out the camera would do, would do the same job, you know. So I do try to teach and give information, but like, I don't really have like a big brother um, project or program. But, um, but anybody knows if you call me, I'll sit here and talk for hours about information. Right. So I'm definitely, um, but my, I said my, um, my niece, my cousin, she wanted to be a photographer. And, you know, I was like, you know, tell her like, can I come to get, like, you know, don't break the bank. Um, but I don't know if she still is into that because my aunt is like a professional chef. So I think she's going more into that realm now. Right. But I'm like, you know, if you're smart, you could be the next best food photographer. I oh yeah both. combining the both i love that yeah great advice both, yeah. yeah great advice or being a good food stylist because you can you, there's ways of integrating photography slash fashion with food there's many ways to do that right right and that that's a great industry to, to start breaking into you know one of the things i know when in any industry that you start going on and this journey that you start learning. Tell me at least one thing that you think you've learned about yourself along this journey that you've uncovered about yourself that maybe you didn't you didn't realize until you started embarking on this beautiful journey. Um, Another stumping question. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not a stumping question. It's because I feel like I already know who I am. So I don't think... Um, I'm very secure with who I am. And again, this goes back to how my mother raised me and my, right. my schooling, my education, traveling, traveling the world. So there's nothing like, oh my God. Um, and I, I ask that only because I know sometimes when you're on this journey, like for me, my journey of my health journey and getting to entrepreneurship, I've learned so many things about myself that I didn't know really existed. Like I didn't know I had that strength within me. I didn't know I had the courage to keep doing certain things. That, that's why I ask, because sometimes you learn just so much about yourself when, when you start embarking on the journey. I've learned, but I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, um, I'm very emotional, I guess, because I'm, I'm a water sign. So I'm very emotional. And sometimes I'm too invested. I have learned that. I actually have learned that. Sometimes I, sometimes I, sometimes I want more of you than you want of yourself. Mm. So I, I have learned that about myself that, you know, I guess because I'm the oldest of my, um, my siblings, so I have this big brother, naturally leader, naturally second parent, you know, 
kind of thing. So I always want better for people. So right. which could which could be a good thing and a bad thing. I have definitely gotten into a lot of arguments with people because again, like I want you to be so good and you don't see it. And I'm like, I get <laughs> like get it together. <laughs> so I get very defeated because I, I do wear my emotions on my my shoulders. So that is one thing unfortunately in fashion. Um you do what is you do want it to like people that really have the gift or really have the skills but just don't want to do it and you and you you want to and then sometimes it's like like you want to more than them like Thomas this, this is a really bad example good example but my friend he had got a toothache really bad toothache and every day I'm googling like how to clean this I'm like find information like every day I'm calling him and then one day I was like I'm more worried about this than you all because it seemed like he didn't even care. Like every day he's in pain, but it seemed like you are okay with this pain. And I feel like I'm more concerned than you are. And this is your tooth, not my tooth. So I'm trying to learn not to overexert myself. Right. And then just, I mean, give enough, but not give the whole kitchen. Right. Well, you being that compassionate person you are, it's going to shine through your work. So now that we know a little bit about Seth London, the person, tell us a little bit about your work. What projects are you working on? Who are you collaborating with? Spill your beans. Tell us a little bit about what you, what you got going on. <laughs> I'm working on a really big show. Uh-oh, did we lose you? I think you froze for a minute there, Seth. Let's see if we can get him coming back in. Well, while we're waiting for Seth to come back in, this is such an amazing interview. We are talking to Seth London, New York City photographer and videographer. Hopefully he doesn't freeze for too long so we can get this party. Here we go. Okay. You're back. You're back. Child, all this money I spend for um, Wi-Fi, <laughs> it, it should be working. <laughs> but no, I'm working with um, one of my favorite hairstylist, um, Jackson Simmons. He was exclusively with Bormain, or Bormain, however we can say it. So we're doing a really special hair, hair project in a few weeks. I'm so excited. And the, and the model is very famous, so I can't tell you. All right, all right, we'll look forward to he's, it. He's definitely um, an A-lister. Um, but I'm doing a lot of, a lot of um, Small projects like my shirt I'm wearing is actually one of my clients. Um, oh, I love it. So I'm I'm working on his lookbook and his content. Um, I love I love his brand and I believe in his brand. So um, I'm partnering with him for the next few weeks. Um, I'm actually um, I was I'm um, my book isn't here yet, but I was selected. Two of my pieces was in. This disruption magazines, they did like a collective of black artists and black content. So I was very honored um, to be in there. My Gucci shoot is in there. Um, so I'm so excited for that. Oh, congratulations. Um, wow, phenomenal. Gucci. Um, <laughs> Doing your thing. Um what else is on the on the stove? I mean, like, I'm just working with a lot of um, creators in the next couple of weeks. Like, I um, I just shot this NBA player last week. I think in April I'm doing like I'm doing a full boxer. Um, so like, you know, things are just coming. Like, you just gotta stay tuned. Like, just like, it's just like I have a board of stuff. Just like every day it's a new project. So I'm just trying. Whenever by me, like again, you know. You know, with the beast of IG, you know, you have to create content on the album right. every hour. So I'm just trying to just keep the, you know, the steamship going. Right. Steamboat. <laughs> Steamship. So you got a lot, a lot of great things coming up. I'm so, so proud of you. So of all your accomplishments, these are great things. Tell me who it is that maybe you want to collaborate with that you're looking forward to that you haven't tapped into yet. Who are some of your high hitters that you're looking to roll with? You know what? Like it's you may laugh, but I actually don't know nobody. It's really weird. Like it's really, really weird. I'm a kind of person, it's it's kind of awkward. I only know 
people who I know. It's a, it's a very French approach. And I don't know, like, it, it's weird. Like, it is weird. Because, like, I don't get myself invested in other brands or other people because I'm like, if you're not invested in my brand, why should I be invested in your brand? Right. So I'm very, like, if I don't know you, I don't know you. So I keep myself really on, like, the people who I know, the people who I work with. So, I mean, I'm always down to collab anybody. Like, it's like, you know, you know, Avi Paul could DM me. I'm like, sure. Or Little Boy Joy can hit me. I'm like, sure. Like, I'm just, I love to create art. So there's not one person that I'm like, Ooh, it's like, okay, sure. You know, so I'm very open-minded and I'm very, very inclusive. So any brand, any person, any company, as long as the mission statement makes sense and it resonates with me, I'm down for it. I don't, you know, like I always say, if you want, if you want to work with me, I'm very honored and I feel very privileged. So, you know, any collab is, is warranted. That's, that's amazing. And that, that's the way to go. That's the way to have an open heart, to be open-minded and accept and embrace different brands. I love that you said that. So tell us about if somebody's looking to break into this industry, listening in today, what are some tips and strategies that you can help them to break in and to really get going? Like the movie said, get out. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Save yourself. Save yourself. Um, the big thing is investment and you have to invest um how much investment is truly up to you but i think people have this idea of you know i'm a sort of teacher i'm gonna throw some stickers on teacher or i'm going to you know be a, a hairstylist and i'm just going to color some wigs i'm like okay <laughs> but there there has to be a sense of investment in the brand. Now, again, brand identity takes years. Nobody starts off, like, for example, I, I really hate milking this, this woman's name, but Beyonce, let's just use Beyonce. Destiny's Child Beyonce is not this Beyonce. Right. It's a brand, it takes time to evolve into the actual brand. So you're not going to have your brand, your brand, your brand identity on day one. So just, I mean, you're going to spend money that you're going to lose. That's just the way it is. And, but you can't be afraid. I think people have this fear to spend money. Like, all right, I'm not going to buy this, or I'm not going to pay this influencer to wear my t-shirt, or I'm not going to buy the best extensions for my company. And you can do that, but I tell people, people know good work. I can look at a picture and tell, that's, that's a really good weave. That's not no cheap hair. I can look at a picture and tell that T-shirt, the fabric is good or the embroidery is good. So you have to invest. Um, again, how much you invest is really up to you and your pockets. But I think there was a difference because me and my friend, we had this kind of conversation, this debate about Black businesses. And I was like, well, you know, I'm always torn between support Black businesses. I'm almost like, moving left back and forth and he was like what was the issue like i'm like i i want to know if this is a, if this is the business or this is a side hustle and i respect the hustle but, right. you but it is a side hustle or it's actual business so if you're trying to break into this whatever if it's fashion photography entertainment sports um hollywood acting is this something that you really want to do or you just try to try to make a quick dollar Right. And I think those two will determine how much time, marketing, and investment you would do. So, again, if you want to make a quick dollar, I'm for that. I'm, I, I don't like anybody to make a quick dollar, but you have to understand what do you bring to the table if you're just trying to make a quick make ends meet. So, um, just know what do you want to do. What do you, what is your end goal? So before you, before you get into something, it's like. You know, it's like going to a restaurant. You came here to eat. You, you didn't come and watch TV or be on your phone. So right. knowing, I guess like, it's, it's like a song. And I feel like that song has been like, everybody has music. You have to understand the assignments. What right. is the assignment that you're doing? And so that's the best advice. I Like, for example, the other day, this girl had asked me the same thing. She's doing a photo shoot and she was talking about posting. I said, you have to understand the assignment. 
Right. Why, what are you modeling? Why are you here? What are you wearing? Understand the understand the job. So understand yourself as a content creator or a creator, and that's how you're going to be able to make a splash in this pool, lake, or ocean. Right. And you make a, a lot of good points about the hustle versus the business and being a content creator during this time. And I think a lot of people start their hustle because, you know, when I'm looking at social media and the influence and the trends happening on social media, how do you think that's affecting the way people are thinking and starting up these businesses and hustles? It's definitely making it. Um, it's doing more, I think, more of a damage than a good. Like when I guess when. When, when something's new is always good, but then people try to, I guess, bootleg it and water it down. So it's, social media has been the driving force for a lot of brands. A lot of brands would not even be here if it wasn't for social media. So I do commend social media for that, but then people then have like a lackluster. Again, it goes back to the investment. It's kind of like, you know, why should I pay a photographer 650 to do a photo shoot but my grandma could do it and my where it looks like your grandmother did it like it, is, it doesn't look like a professional did it and it kind of been so you, so it's it's quality over quantity for me so and you know and some people are doing it some people are buying good cameras just to take a selfie but i'm like you spent two k on the camera for a selfie <laughs> Yeah, that's not me. Oh. I got my handy dandy phone. <laughs> and that's and and if you notice that, like some of these phones shoot better than these cameras. They, I'm telling you, they do good photos because they know. Because I mean, I don't have. A, well, I think an Android does good too, but like I don't have an Android. But like Apple definitely knows that right. these cell phones are for content creators. So so right. the camera, so everything is being geared. Like even some restaurants. I don't know if you saw. Like some of us now got better lighting now. Right, right. Fast because they know like, oh, so social media is definitely the driving force, but it needs also to be understand that it's not the end or goal because if you can be very lost on a content creator and an influencer's IG and feed, it's very easy to get lost. Right. And but and you can be inspired. You can be. I love how these young kids are creating content and visuals. It's breathtaking. My old boy ain't doing it. My old boy ain't doing it. You're locked into the Simply Real podcast. You are listening to Seth London, a New York City photographer. Phenomenal story. Keep it locked in. We got some more coming up with Seth and his story and his journey. And you are vibing out with us right now on the Simply Real podcast. We're dropping some dope jams, reggae, soca. Keep it locked in. I hope you're off the floor. I hope you are shaking and whining and bobbing up your head right now. So much to look on we have a pleasant look If you don't know the story Don't judge the book Please don't No watch the look on my face No Even though I smile It is only for a while I taste good feel the river night But I sweep my troubles underneath my pride Yes, I'm gonna smile Pressures of your life and it tough. Now stay down, mama, time pick it up. No matter we be down, full style, strictly up, full vibes. Now pick it up when the bills, them, the rent, and the mortgage due. Yeah. Yeah. When my chalice, when your best friends are gone and it's only you. Yeah. Like a turn up the music. Skanking sweet. Everybody wanna feel like me. Forget the troubles and the rap with me. You know, feel like the music sweet. Yeah. Everybody wanna feel like free. Forget the troubles and the rap. You know, feel like a music sweet. 
Simply Healthy Global Media is proud to announce a virtual community business expo all taking place on Sunday, March 27th. This is free to attend. For those of you looking to attend, you can register at simplyglobalnetworking.com. Once again, that's simplyglobalnetworking.com. The virtual business community expo is bringing together entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, dreamers, change makers, authors, creatives, and artists from across the globe all on one day and one platform to connect, to collaborate, to promote and really just do some great things for the community once again this is all happening on sunday march 27th at the virtual global community business expo you can register to attend for free at simplyglobalnetworking.com that website again is simplyglobalnetworking.com for those interested in becoming a sponsor or exhibitor you can reach out at simplyhealthyglobalmedia at gmail.com again that email is simplyhealthyglobalmedia at gmail.com don't forget to check us out on sunday march 27th at the virtual global community business expo i film again you have to understand what do you bring to the table Right. Know your value, know your worth. Yeah, know your value, know your worth. It's kind of like, this may be off topic, but on topic. Um, I wanted to post this story on my Instagram because it's a really powerful story. But my people, you know, people are like five second attention span. And it's a story about um, Picasso, the, the, um, the painter. And it's about his worth and knowing your worth. And I'm like, this is a good story. So the story pretty much is a lady... I'm assuming it's Paris. A lady goes to a cafe and she sees the famous Picasso. Right. Drink, drink coffee, mind his business. And that said, she starts struggling. She's like, oh my God, that's Picasso. So she goes up to him and she goes, are you the, are you the painter of Picasso? He goes, yes. So I guess she's like, prove it to me. Um, so she gives him a napkin and she said, draw me, draw me something. And he sits there, he draws something, da 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 So he folds the napkin and before he gives the lady the napkin, he asks for a payment. The lady's like, excuse you? Um, so, the, so the lady said, why should I pay you for something that took five minutes to, to do? Can you guess what he said? Is that Picasso? <laughs> kind of. He said, correction, it took me 35 years to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it took five minutes, it took me 35 years to do this five minute draw. I'm like, and that's what it is. So I guess knowing your worth and knowing that, you know, it took you 10 years, 20 years, 30 years to be at this, to be at this cafe drinking your cappuccino. So no, I think it's very easy for people to forget the, the, um, the process that got them there. Today's podcast is sponsored by Simply Healthy Global Media, your one-stop shop for natural organic vitamins, supplements, skincare, clean beauty products, motivational apparel, podcasts, books, and so much more. Check out Simply Healthy Global Media, your one-stop shop for everything motivational at simplyhealthyglobalmedia.com. That's simplyhealthyglobalmedia.com. Hope you're still jamming with us and vibing. We going old school. We got a little old school soaker for you now. Mixed with a little new school soaker, of course, because we got to throw our jams in there. I hope you're vibing. You listened to the voice of Seth London a little while ago. What a phenomenal, phenomenal interview. Be sure to go connect with Seth. He's got so much going on. And of course, keep it locked in all day to the Simply Real podcast.
all. This is coalition and we up on the scene. Tune for the girl when them call ice cream. All of the girl them, I want to hear you scream. Soft and sweet like ice cream With the chocolate chips in between Just like something from out of me dream Oh, ice cream I mean, the girl so soft and sweet like ice cream With the chocolate chips in between Just like something from out of me dream I hope you're getting the urge right now to get up and start waving your flag in the air wherever you from. Throw it up in the air right now. And that's why I tell people that you can rush it. Because if you rush it, you're not gonna really appreciate that and that and more. So you have to really don't get me wrong, some people it may take 50 years, some people it does. You know, like that um the squid game guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a phenomenal one. Yeah. Like homeless, out of loans, and he submitted that movie like 20, like many times, and he finally made a big after trying for like 20 years right so you gotta believe in the craft you gotta believe in what you're and what you bring to, to the um the kids i love it love 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 all your motivation so seth tell everybody listening in where can they connect with you how can they get your services give us the rundown of what we can do to get in contact oh. with seth london the rundown well i'm an ig um stalker i don't actually like <laughs> so that, I am too. I was talking at your profile. <laughs> I'd be looking like I'm because you, know, you know what it is because with IG, I love to spend my social currency. So I'm just sitting there on a sport page. I'm liking people's stuff because it gives nothing to like. Like some people, some people really act like I like a comment is going to take a minute out of their um take a minute off their um life trauma. It's not a service. So for me. My Instagram is Seth London underscore official, spelled like that. My website is the Seth London Studios, spelled as such. Um, do not hit me up on Facebook because I did not be on Facebook. I do not. I don't get me wrong, I used to love Facebook. No, it's not for me. Um, Everybody has their social media set. Yeah, I got you. Um, but I mean, my name is you know. Back in the days, it was an honor to say this, but now people are like, who cares? But you guys should Google me. You know, that was the day. <laughs> people, people worked really hard to be Googled, and now like, what's Google? <laughs> so you can definitely Google me, and I think everything um, comes up there. Um, yeah, and but definitely, you know, 
hashtag Seth London, Seth London MIC. Uh, yeah, Seth London is a brand. Yeah, phenomenal brand. So for everybody tuning in today to the Simply Real podcast, go connect with Seth London, a phenomenal New York City photographer, videographer. Like I said, his brand is classy, sassy, and bold, and he's got it going on. You heard it from here, from him here. So keep it connected with him. Thank you all for tuning in today to the Simply Real podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, y'all. <laughs>